0: The need for more threat intelligence, information sharing, and employee and customer cyber awareness has gotten more attention in recent months, as regulators and legislators have tried to grapple with the best ways to help cross industry sectors mitigate their risks related to cyber attacks. But education is sometimes too narrowly defined, and threat intelligence and information sharing, do we really know what those terms mean? David Polino, Senior Vice President and Enterprise Fraud Prevention Officer at Bank of the West, a $69 billion institution based in California, says our typical views of education, threat intelligence, and information sharing need to expand to not only include just what banking and other industries can teach and share about the attacks they see, but also to learn more about the attackers that are waging these attacks against them, diving more deeply into what makes them tick and understanding how they choose their targets. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So David, Bank of the West has emerged as a leader in customer cyber awareness through dedicated educational campaigns aimed at educating consumers about today's leading cyber threats. But you've told me before that threat intelligence is not just about education, it also is about understanding your attackers. And during ISMG's Fraud Summit Los Angeles, February 24th, you'll be speaking on this topic during two panel sessions. Can you give us an overview of how you view threat intelligence today?
1: Thank you tracy thank you for the opportunity to talk on this subject it's one that i feel is important to not only financial institutions but also our customers alike being able to drive for the right outcomes involves you know, knowing what problem you're trying to solve or in some cases knowing who your enemy is and how they react in order for us to give the right information to both our internal uh, stakeholders as well as external stakeholders which include customers law enforcement other institutions We really need to know what action that they need to take. And that changes based on, you know, the problem that we're trying to solve or the enemy that's attacking us. So it really is important that you have a holistic understanding of the problem space.
0: So, David, would you say that it's too much to bundle threat intelligence, information sharing, and cyber awareness slash education into the same category?
1: I think you can put them in the same category, but much like a successful football team, you need a variety of skill sets to be able to produce the desired outcome, whether it's the coaching staff, the team themselves, the trainers, the business people. It takes a lot of different skill sets to be able to take threat intelligence, produce that into information that can be used for information sharing, and then at the end of the day, having a meaningful educational program that includes not only internal employees but also our customers so they know what to do so we're not just giving them generic answers uh, that we've been giving them for many years but give them some specific actionable things that they can take away from the current threat environment
0: so this might be a loaded question david but i'm going to pose it anyway Would you say that we're missing the mark where threat intelligence is concerned? And if we are, why? I
1: actually think there's a lot of really good work that's being done today to connect the dots, to get the little bits of information that are meaningful from one location uh, to another location. When you look at kind of the Home Depot merchant breach, that was an example of intelligence getting from financial institutions to the merchant, so the merchant could take action to protect customers. So we are getting better at sharing information. But really where we need to innovate or kind of get beyond just connecting the dots from getting one bit of information to the desired location is we need to think about the different audiences. I think there's more audiences that can benefit from the intelligence that's being provided. And so as security professionals, we need to make sure that we're not only taking single bits of intelligence, but also looking at multiple bits of intelligence and figuring out how that impacts different audiences and then also have the courage and also the expertise to be able to put it into a digestible format and get it out to the right stakeholders.
0: So, David, let's expand a bit on how you define the different audiences. From Bank of the West perspective, would this be audiences that perhaps fall outside the groups that you would typically communicate with? So would this involve retailers, for instance?
1: There's a number of audiences, both internal and external, to the bank that we need to be communicating with. First and foremost, our customers, what do they need to know based on their business, their transactions, and what do they need to do about that. External stakeholders include also our other peers in the financial services industry. We learn a lot from one another, how we can solve problems that we're all facing. But also includes our government partners, whether they be our regulatory agencies, as well as uh, law enforcement. So you know, having a large external stakeholder community and having those warm contacts is important, because information you receive from a friend, you're going to put a lot more value on that than if you got it from a stranger, as well as making sure that we have our internal intelligence getting to all the right stakeholders, not just security groups, not just IT groups, but anyone who can benefit from the information that's being derived either by individual bits of intelligence or by the aggregate intelligence that we get from our sources.
0: You know, David, one of the areas that's been challenging when it comes to information sharing really relates to this external information sharing. So how much information should be shared, how soon should it be shared, and should there be some kind of automated process in place that helps institutions share information anonymously so that they don't compromise themselves in some way by giving information that they think could perhaps make them vulnerable. Is this an area that you see the industry addressing or is this an area that needs to be addressed more closely?
1: I think there's a lot of good efforts underway to tear down some of not only the rules when it comes to information sharing, what types of information can be shared, but also the automated mechanisms that can be used to distribute information from one location uh, to the other. I definitely applaud some of the recent efforts that have been made in government to help facilitate information sharing as well as in some of the industry groups for investing in technologies and standards that can help some of the uh, information sharing. I think it's uh, a little too soon to tell exactly how successful these different efforts are going to be, but I think they're all positively... Uh, impacting ability for us to not only gather, but also share information.
0: So would you say that banking regulators and congressional leaders are focusing on the right things when it comes to information sharing, or do you think that they're still missing the mark?
1: I think they're making it easier for us to share information, both within the financial services industry, but also across other industries. So I think we're definitely moving in the right direction. I view all the recent developments as uh, positive.
0: So David, how has some of the evolving perspective, if you will, related to threat intelligence and information sharing impacted the way that Bank of the West educates its customers employees about some of these emerging cyber threats?
1: Well, we understand that uh, we don't want to just package the same information and send that out to our customers. We want to make sure it's tailored for our customers, for their business, in light of the current threat environment. So what we've done is we've really tried to, from an external perspective, craft our conversation with our customers so it's audience-specific, whether it's consumers, uh, small businesses, corporations. And what we've done is we've invested a lot in not only our blog that provides timely information on different security and fraud-related subjects, but also utilizing uh, videos that are easily digestible by our customers, Uh, social media, and other uh, learning tools such as infographics that can help take a complex uh, message that we want to get out and explain why it's meaningful for the customer, but then also give them something that they can take away from it.
0: I mentioned during the introduction that threat intelligence is impacted by the attackers themselves and the kinds of information that they're gathering and how they're choosing their targets. Has any of this impacted threat intelligence and information sharing that's now taking place with external sources.
1: Absolutely. You not only need to know about your um, attacker, but also what their tactics are. And as they share information amongst themselves, occasionally that information will find its way back to us so we can learn from it and modify our tactics accordingly. So it is important for us to have a strong external intelligence practice, which not only includes incoming sources of intelligence, But also, once we learn things, how do we share that back to the greater community? So that's a a key component of intelligence as well.
0: And then finally, David, before we close, are there any hot topics that you anticipate coming up or being a theme at the summit in L.A. February 24th that you'd like to talk about?
1: The two hot topics that seem to come up every time you have this conversation is, you know, what are your sources for intelligence and then what are your destinations, you know, from an external perspective? You know, how can I get more information and how can I share more information? Whenever we have a conversation, it seems to really focus on, on those areas. But what we hope to communicate at the summit is to really raise the conversation beyond just making connections to endpoints and being able to produce what we're calling intelligence products that can be useful by different audiences, and that can be really an amalgamation of intelligence from multiple sources, but packaged in such a way that it's encouraging the audience to take the right actions and produce the right outcomes. So hopefully we can get beyond just the, where do you find information and, and what do you do with it? But really, you know, how can you turn that into something that adds value to the business and adds value to our customers?
0: David, I'd like to thank you again, and I look forward to seeing you at the summit next week. Thank you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from David Polino of Bank of the West. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.